Hey everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of Level 99. I'm your host, Pete, podcast about all things tech related. So for this week, I was thinking about who is the MBA for? At least if you are in the tech field, right? So MBA has a lot of different focuses and concentrations, right? So the one I am going to be talking mostly about is the one in IT management. And this topic kind of came up after, I think it was last week when I was spending some time with my coworkers, they were asking me about the program, questions like that. And I was like, hey, you know, this would actually make a great topic. So this is kind of was like, let me just make one for you guys and share it out. So, and, and in this episode, I'll kind of get into more about why I did it, who is it really for, uh, and things like that. So to kind of start it off with, uh, it was maybe several years back when I just graduated from my bachelor's degree. And I wasn't really sure at the time if I wanted to get into a master's degree. I didn't know if it was needed, if it was unnecessary, um, would certifications actually be more beneficial to you than anything else. Like all these little things I did not know. It was actually in one of the, and I was actually, you you know, some family and stuff like that, they were saying you should just go right into the program you know, it won't hurt, you know, strike while the iron is still hot. But I was also kind of burnt out and tired a little bit too, you know, you've just been school, school, school for so long and you're just kind of tired of it. And I was at this career fair, not a career fair, it was a job fair. And I don't remember what company it was. It was one of those big contracting companies that is known to work with the government. I can't remember what it was. Maybe it was Boeing, maybe it was Lockheed. It was, it was one of those big ones and it was a huge job fair. And I was interviewing with a couple of these managers and one of them just seemed very down to earth. Uh, so I, I kind of, at the end of the interview, I kind of just said, Hey, I got a question off topic. If you don't mind. He's like, sure. And I asked him, you know, I just graduated recently. My work experience is right here on my resume. Do you think it's worth going into the master's program right now or just waiting? Do you think it's even there's any value of it? His response was, I'm going to tell you exactly what I told my son. Only do it if you think you're ready, right? Don't just dive into it. Get into the workforce, work a little bit, and see if what you want will change. Because what his son had done, maybe I think it was trying to uh, major in English and then end up going to comp sci, computer science. And it's a shift. And he's like, because you're not going to want to go back a second time, right? It's going to be a lot of work and you're just not going to want to spend more money on something you don't know. And most importantly, if your employer is going to pay for it, that's, that's free money that you're paying on the table. I was like, huh, I never thought of that. So years go by. I'm building up my resume, I'm building up my sharpening my skill sets, you know, crunk, uh, crunching out certifications. And then came to the point where I was in my last org and my CIO at the time, he was leaving. And and he was awesome. I, I really enjoyed talking to him. Very down to earth guy. And I, and I hit him up. I was like, hey, man, like, let me ask you a quick question, right? And I saw on his LinkedIn that he had gone to what was it Cornell or Cambridge or it was it was one of those like really big schools 
I was like, you know, you being who you are, and especially as he had one foot out the door because he was, he was about to go retire, it's like, do you think an MBA is worth it? Do you think I need it? And his answer to me wasn't as straightforward as the, the guy I asked before. And to kind of summarize what his response was, it was very much like, you know, whether if you, and I asked him two questions, actually, I should probably clarify if it is worth it, or if, you know, these online schools versus in-person matters. His advice was very great, but it was along the lines of only take it if you think you need it, but it doesn't hurt. Granted, you don't really need an MBA these days to get to those positions that you want, right? There's tons of organizations and companies that have been saying that they don't require those degrees, but there's still a lot that does. And it doesn't hinder you from having one, but it is a lot of money, right? And these are things you all got to kind of think about and remember. So here I'm going again, thinking, man, like, do I need it? Do I not need it? Do I need it? Do I not need it? So now I'm at my finally in my current organization. And as I'm kind of going through this whole process, and now I'm having folks that are a bit younger than me, junior, asking me for advice and questions like, you know, I think I want to. I think I want to do it. Like, I think I want to get into the program because I know where I want my career to go. I don't want to be as technical, as heavy. I don't be a, a technical person or an engineer forever, right? I want to start branching out into that other side of the career path and see what I can get with it. And the, my reasoning behind it is because I have seen how your culture of an organization shifts, how things change dramatically if you have a good leader. Not just a good leader that, A, knows what they're doing, but two, they're not afraid to let the engineers in the room talk. And I've only had maybe two leaders that have been like that. One has been the the CIO of my previous organization. And one is actually a couple of folks in my current organization now couple of VPs and directors that I've talked to very just down to earth you know if you got something to say if you if you think something should change or you got an opinion they actually listen I remember the the first two places that I ever worked at when I was uh, right out of college or during college they wouldn't look at you they wouldn't talk to you they wouldn't like if you even said something to them they'd just be like why are you even speaking to me it was just so bad so I've seen both sides of, 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 of like leaders, and I have to say, don't ever want to go back to, to how it was. And I've seen the benefits that I want to promote myself and, and grow others as well. So that's kind of why I am doing it. Now, I don't think I would have actually pulled the trigger on going back to school now if it was not for the tuition reimbursement that I'm getting as well. It's, I think it's slightly aggressive. It's, it's, it's a lot of companies either offer five or 10. Um, some might even offer the full thing, but five or 10 is, is quite average in, in, in the market. But at the same time, you need to realize that if you're going to school, if you're going to go back to school, are you willing to take that debt? Right? Because it's a lot of money, or at least it can be couple of schools that I really wanted to go to, I've always wanted to go to, one of them was William and Mary. I 
just always wanted to go there. Uh, I was actually talking to a recruiter before I applied, sent them my information, my resume, talked to them a few times, and they're like, hey, you are a strong candidate. You would definitely get in. But then when I saw the price tag and how much it would cost me after, even with tuition reimbursement, it was a lot of money. That is not a risk that I'm willing to take. That is a huge amount of debt to take on. And most importantly, again, it's not a guaranteed ROI. So I decided to take a few minutes and a few days, actually, to reconsider my options. And I found a different school that is significantly cheaper, is accredited, and it is online. And the classes are at your pace and meant for adults. So I was like, you know, this, is, this isn't that bad. And with this program that I am in at WGU, it is, it's, it's just so much cheaper. Uh, I think after, even with my reimbursement, I might owe two grand, right? Like what it was, what was it like 70 versus two grand? That's a huge, significant difference. That is something I'm willing to take on because two grand for just to get an MBA is not that bad. But again, I am also very fortunate to have this tuition reimbursement. But for one thing that you all need to also think and remember is tuition reimbursements are, are not guaranteed. Right? You still have to pass a class. You pay the money up front. If you pass the class, you have to pass all of your classes, actually. Then you give them your report card like you're back in grade school and you're telling your parents, hey, I did good, right? And then they give you the money uh, in return, which is a very nice uh, benefit to have. Now, it's not just free money. They're also handing, right? They're not doing it just because they like you. <laughs> they're doing it because also they expect you to work there for a year after. Most places do. If it's a year or a year and a half after. And if you leave any time before that, then you owe them that money back, which makes sense, right? Figured, you know, why not, right? Current place I work at, I like it. I see a potential future there and they're willing to um, invest in me. So let's do it. Let's pull the trigger and see how this goes. So the actual program itself. I think if you are in between of diving right into an MBA program in IT management or IT related versus working, right? And you have no work experience, definitely go work, right? Definitely get into workforce, work for a few years and then dive in, right? What everything and everyone was telling me, they were absolutely right. I find a lot of my classes right now, I have to write a lot of essays, right? That's what it is. Um, majority is just essays on essays. Some are 20 pages. Some have been 15. Some have been more than that. Maybe some have been less than that. But the average is 15, 20 plus pages. And it has been a lot easier for me because I have, what, seven, eight years of experience. I've worked at various different organizations. I've seen the ins and outs, the, the pros and cons of these different organizations how one is doing something differently than the other, uh, the best practices. I've seen it all, right? I've never really worked at a data center, but I have helped out in my old org folks that were in my department and helped them in a, in a rack and stack, do a, a database, uh, data center migration because they were going from one data center to another, like an actual physical on-prem one. So I was just helping them out, things like that, seeing it. So a lot of things like this that I have, worked, seen, networked with other people has been helping me significantly. And I know myself that if I would have dived right into it, these things would have been significantly harder, significantly more challenging for me. 
So I'll give you a, a good example, right? My current paper assignment that I'm working on is a SWOT analysis. I'm not going to get too much in details because I don't know if I'm allowed to uh, of what this assignment is, but you know, they give you this full write-up of this IT infrastructure and what you see is the pros and cons, right? And I'm seeing a lot of the things in there. It's like, oh, wow, these things are very good practice that they have defined, but they also have a ton of areas of improvement, right? Like uh, like patching or, you know, better security in the data centers, um, or it can be they're not disposing of the, the servers they have on-prem in, in a better way because you can't just take a physical server that you have in a data center and just dump it. You can't do that. You can't just put it in the dumpster outside. You have to either get one of those huge like magnets to wipe them clean, or you get a giant shredder and just shred them completely that it looks pretty much like uh, like sand or um, what's that thing they put in the playgrounds, like mulch, right? Things like that. You want to obliviate it because you can, even if you wipe it or format it, you can still pull data out of it. It's a known fact. You don't want to do that. So a lot of things like this is helping me uh, to complete these courses. The, the most fun that I had was one about how I would create a product in this current market and promote it. And, you know, me with my background and my love for cloud, I wrote about how I would start my own cloud services uh, uh, company that would help with auditing and cleanups um, and really help alleviate a lot of the, the pain points and issues a lot of people are having, things like that. And it was just so much fun, right? Like probably would never do it, but it was just so much fun just thinking about the potential of, of what I would want to do, right? If, if I can snap my fingers and, and get what I wanted. And it was just so much fun. So my best advice to all of you is definitely get some experience under your belt, right? If you've been in the same organization for five plus years, you should be probably fine can't don't hold me to it but you might have a little bit of a challenge right you know i've i've been to different organizations medium small large now and it's just very eye-opening to see how everyone is doing something differently right no two organizations do the same thing and everyone has their pros and cons and seeing that is really helping me go through this i think some of the certifications that i've gotten are helping a little bit, but realistically speaking with all of you, it has been more on actual work environment, seeing the culture, seeing how everyone interacts and, and the technology aspects of it has been really helpful. Now don't get a, and this will probably be one of my last pieces of advice for all of you. Don't dive into a MBA or a master's degree program just because you want the money. Right? That is not something you should do. You should do it if you think it will help enhance your career, or I should say level up your career. Haha, right? Name of the podcast, Level 99? No? Okay. <laughs> but do it only if you think it can be beneficial to you. Don't do it because you can say, hey, I got it. Now I have to make more money. It's not the case, right? When you're job hunting, when you're trying to make more money, and if that's the case, all of it kind of goes hand in hand right? Your experience, your knowledge, your certs and degrees all play a part together. I know many people that are in 
in the technology field that went straight from bachelor's, master's into the workforce, and they're making a lot less. Like, I think one of them is making 60 still. Like, they're having a hard time, and they're having a hard time with all this debt that they, they got because they thought they're going to make 120, 130 easy out of the gate. That's not the case. And if you are one of those very lucky individuals that that happened to you, good job. Proud of you. That's incredible. But for the most of us, that's not really the case. So it really comes down. Are you willing to take that risk? How much is your risk factor? So for me, again, my final decision was I am at the point in my career that I want to make that transition. I am ready to switch over in, into that path. I have learned everything that I've cared to learn and the hands-on keyboard, the technical, the engineering, the architecting aspect of, of my line of work. And I want to try something new. I want to try something that's a bit more challenging. And that is my motivating. And funny enough, when my old, uh, I think he was a director? No, a senior manager was leaving. He actually, I asked him, I was like, hey, how do I you know, make this transition? Um, what advice do you have for me? His first question to me was, are you doing it for the money? I was like, no, I'm not. And he's like, okay, because if you're only doing it for the money, it's not going to really happen. He didn't really say it like that, but you get the point, right? Like if you're doing something just for the money, it's going to be hard for you. If you're doing it because, how do I say this? One of the best things that I've been told throughout my career is never chase the money. Do things that interest you. Do, do things that that intrigues you, that makes you want to continue working, continue doing things, right? Like I personally enjoy what I do, which is why I'm keep getting my certs. You know, I've learned everything I can. I not going to say I am like an expert in anything, but I can, in my opinion, go toe to toe with the, some of the best of them, right? Like I, just because I find it fun, I find it interesting. It intrigues me. It is awesome. And then the best of it, right? Like if I don't know something, it, bothers me and I want to learn it. I want to figure it out because I am a fucking nerd. <laughs> At the end of the day, that is it. So the question comes back to you all. Why do you want to do it? Is it for the money or is it because you want to enhance your career? Decision's yours. You know yourself better than I do. I did it because I want to enhance my career because that is what is intriguing me and I see that as a new challenge for me to tackle and I hope it works out, right? And the best part is if it never does, well, at least I'm not too much in debt. And that was my thought process on it. And I really wanted to be as transparent and as candid with you all as possible about this. So definitely when you guys are going and looking at your schools, applying, look at your options. There's a ton of great options out there. If you do go to your traditional uh, brick and mortar schools, they're going to be significantly more versus if you go to some schools that are online that are accredited, it would be less. You can do online, you can do in person, a lot of different choices, a lot of different paths. It just comes down to what kind of person you are. Like me, I hate in-person classes. I just, I have ADHD, right? I can't focus. I can't, I, the moment I sit down 20 minutes in my, my brain is wandering. I'm just miserable. I'm like, get me the hell out of here. Why are you reading this PowerPoint to me? I don't need you to read something to me. I can read. I can do all this on my own. Like what benefit does this bring me? I'm just wasting time here twice a week. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, twice a week 
for like an hour and a half, two hours a day, like, you know, stop, please. But the, the current program in it's all on your own. They have recorded sessions and live sessions. If you need it, I like to do the recorded one. Cause you know, once I get off work, I am tired, take a break and then do a little bit here, take a break, come back. And I'm still able to crunch out and keep up with, with the program. And the best part is just all on my own time. And I love that. So there's all these little things that you got to consider. And once you are ready to pull the trigger and apply, believe in all of you guys, best of luck. I hope the best for you. And I really hope it, it you guys find the value out of it. And I hope that it, it levels up your career, enhances it the way that you intended it. I wish nothing but the best for all of you. And I think it would be a good decision if you do get some of that experience under your belt. Because one thing I did notice, and this is the last thing I will say, is some of these schools, these programs for MBA and IT do require at least some work experience. I, and I did forget to mention that, and I, and I apologize. Some require a few years, and I think it was part of some of the mission uh, requirements for some of them. Don't remember which ones exactly, but I, I vividly remember that. I think it was like at least two years. So keep that in mind so that's it that's all the things i wanted to cover for this week's topic appreciate all of you best of luck and as always until next time take care everyone